<laughs> well, it's Easter Sunday in Haida Gwaii. You're Listen. listening to DUI <laughs> on the Haida Gwaii <laughs> Radio, Radio Society. Society. <laughs> That's Lisa Gerbov from uh, Rupert. From Prince Rupert. Well, I grew up in Prince Rupert, but my family comes from Lakhbalam. Tell me all sorts of things Simshan about yourself territory. right now. Tell me all of the things. Uh, my name is Lisa Gerbov. I uh, grew up in Rupert, currently going to UBC, uh, doing my undergrad. Uh, you may remember me from such radio stations as CFNR, and uh, it's on Bell Media for a while, that country station. <laughs> really? Yeah. We get it very, very, like, it's like 91 something here by accident, I think, and you can get it between Talal and Port, which is the only place that you would listen to a country radio station. <laughs> well, I was on the midday show. I was from 10 till 2 for almost two years. Wow. Yeah. How did you like that? Um, what, do people, what do people that host <laughs> a country radio in, in Terrace, what are they like? Uh, the hosts? Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, like, yeah, or the people. Radio hosts are all generally pretty um, crazy, a little bit kooky. Just happy to have a job, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I find that in radio, there's a lot of really big personalities, very, like, strong-headed people who just want to have their voices heard in a particular way, and so... Not with, here. Uh, <laughs> not on how to fly. Not here. With, with radio, that's <laughs> often what happens. But, I don't know. Like, country is good. I like good country. I like classic country, but... Me too. Pop country's I, not my jam. I like some outlaw country. I like Sturgill Simpson, right? Yes. Linnea, the producer over here, just just she, over there producing. We love we love Sturgill Simpson a lot together for some reason. That's I don't awesome. know why. What brings you to Haida Gwaii anyway, Lisa? How uh, I came over here because I just finished my term on Wednesday. Flew from Vancouver to Rupert on Wednesday night. Um, I'm moving back to Rupert for the summer, so I figured it'd be a good opportunity to bring some stuff back. And then uh, um, wanted to come over and visit, so I came over and checked out the the clan potlatch that happened this weekend. Yeah, that's my clan's potlatch. Yeah, Skadans Ravens. Yes. Learned a lot about you guys over the weekend. It's tough not to learn. Your whole about. history from. Yeah, the Gdansk name yeah. throughout the the hundreds and hundreds of years of passing on. Yeah, I saw you guys uh, had some pretty good dances. Your dance group was out. Friends of Skidigit, it was called? No, it's Friends Singing Together. Friends Singing Together. Skidigit dance group, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good time. I, I love How's that. How's that? It's, it's, it's one of my favorite things to ever do. Dancing? Yeah. Nice. I'm getting fatter and older over the age, so I'm trying to pass it on to like probably like a bunch of. There's a. I, I thought like, you were saying I'm getting fatter and older, so I need to keep active. Oh no, <laughs> no! I know that there's no way that I'm going to continue to keep active. Oh goodness! I'm just going to be more sore and more tired. I find I find singing and dancing is just so much fun. I'm a part of the the Lachain traditional dancers in Vancouver, uh, Christine Smith Martin's group, and yeah. it's so fun like every week i go to that and it's just like that one time of the week where i can just like not stress about school not stress about work and just like focus on you know hanging out with my friends and family and just making music and dancing around and it is there's always lots of kids yeah it's some of my favorite things to do when i know that we have a performance coming up it's like oh, this just means I get to go go to the museum, look at all the masks, play around. What are we gonna do? Plan a plan a story. We 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 try to all our performances are kind of story based, so we try to tell a story about what's happening at the potlatch or do or dinner that we're doing. So we try to tell a story around that, and 
it, and planning that out is some of the funnest things that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how you guys have um, access to the Kai Center as well. Like that's, yeah, that's phenomenal. One of the mandates of the Haida Gwaii uh, Heritage Museum or Haida Heritage Museum, Kai, 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 yeah, sorry, I'm having a, I, I have potlatch fatigue. Kai, Ilnagai. Yep. Is that the, a lot of the pieces in there, a lot of the, the newer masks and the the big huge masks they're meant to be danced and used and and because every time you do something like that they continue to absorb history right and, and just like that um skidan's treasure box that was brought here for the potlatch like that is something that could be used but yeah. the fact that somebody has taken it out of Hadaguay, put it into a museum for... put it under like some glass container yeah, and gone like for 100 years sterilized stalwart, it yeah like stalwart history it, it's like it just it's so difficult because it's like that's a usable item and i found um just a few weeks ago we did a performance for the uh, west coast dance festival which is a big festival that happens every year in vancouver at the museum of anthropology yeah i was looking at photos of it it's, it's phenomenal awesome. um, it's put that... on by the the dancers of dam lahamed who's a gitsan group based out of vancouver and they invited our dance group to go and perform but what I found was so crazy and like really, really creepy, to be honest, was we were all dressed in our regalia. Some people had masks. Um, we had like the four crests, which are Lesquique, um, Ganhada, uh, Gisbudwada, and Lahibu, which is like the eagle, raven, killer whale, and the wolf. And everyone's got their masks on. We got our regalia, our blankets. We have like, we're all decked out, ready to perform. And we're walking through the Museum of Anthropology and there's a whole bunch of like Helsing masks that are like hidden, not hidden, but they're like behind glass. And like on the just on the other side, are you know Simshan dance group with masks that we're using. It's like, what is the difference between these masks and those masks? Like we could be using those masks that they've taken and put behind a white person stolen a hundred years yeah, ago. That's the difference. It is so creepy. It's like if that mask stayed in possession of the person that was using it at the time, you'd probably still be dancing it to this day. Maybe if they're still around, but like, well, the too, mask yeah. would be around for the sure. The mask was still around, but like, seriously, it was just so creepy, and just, I don't even want to go back to the Museum of Anthropology. <laughs> it's it's like, difficult, but it, I I find that the Museum of Anthropology is one of the museums that's working with Indigenous groups to help them rediscover their art, or dis, you know, or discover their art. So they're they're doing work. They 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 allowed uh, me and my friend I to go into the back for him to. Um, examine a, a really old, very delicate robe that he wants to try and replicate in uh, in his Chilkat weaving. So, oh, cool! And it, and it was like it was like falling apart, and like he was actually able to to tell them things that they didn't know about it. And then he we through through doing that and another another robe that was in the Odane Gallery, we found out they were done from the same. Um, What's it called? Um, weaver. Well, the design. Uh, oh. What okay. do they call those plaques? I'm not. I'm not a weaver, but they had the design plaques that they that they had copied the thing off of. Yeah, they were done from the same thing, and they they hadn't done this, so they must have been done around the same time. It was. It, yeah. It was it, so MOA? You know, they have their their downfalls, but <laughs> they do. If you approach them and that they're willing to work work with you, that's for sure. Speaking of chill cats, the new chief. Gdanska. Gdanska, yeah. I don't want to say the. F don't call him Cujo. <laughs> His former Gdansta, name. Gdanska, don't call me Gary. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I don't want to owe 20 bucks. So, yeah. That's right. He, oh, got, that's he got one of them. He got a chill cat. Yeah. Which is like, wow. By Evelyn Vanderhoop, which mm. is like cream of the crop as far as it goes, I think. Was and it made for? No. She wove that, like, she wove that two, like, three years ago, but finished it a year ago-ish. And it was a cutoff at the museum, and it was for a private, kind of like a, a buyer in the States somewhere. And, uh, yeah, I guess it was kind of a, I think it's a placeholder. I'm not sure. I'm not going to. I'm not gonna go. Well, it's it. beautiful. It's it's unbelievable. I love chill cat design. It's yeah, it's phenomenal. One thing about chill, I was in an argument once with a, a a wood carver and a chill cat weaver, and that how did it go? It was, <laughs> yeah, I know that's what an Indian joke, right? <laughs> an argument, <laughs> a wood carver and a chill cat weaver walk into a bar. <laughs> What's the punchline? <laughs> they fight for sure, but. The the chill cat chill cat weavers they like they look at old robes and they want to copy them right because it's you know like you want to learn how that person did it through work I guess right those were the pros like the old pros are the yeah. ones that are like now and being I guess preserved there's a, there's a generation of or two of of lost skill and so the only way to do it is to look at one of these old ones and copy it mm-hmm. and the carver was more like hey like do you think that that's even like perpetuating the art at all like how do you feel about people using people yeah there's there's people like using your your designs or other words to like make money for themselves yeah there's definitely a, a rift there there's like this um internal battle between like a preservation of the art uh versus like furthering the art and being more contemporary and being more innovative um, and so I think that's that's kind of where it is. You got to like maintain the t- integrity somehow, and then on the other hand, you still need to move it forward. Uh, I think that's where a lot of that that rift comes from. I think a lot of Nahina or Chilcat uh, weavers are they're only trying to impress each other. They they don't care. They don't they don't care about the customer knowing any difference. They're just like if if another Nahina uh, weaver comes up and looks at your piece. And it's going to be a little difference that only the weaver is going to be able to see. And that's all they care about. They don't care if it looks the same as something else that ha- had come out to the untrained eye. They care about the weaver that comes up and looks at it. Well, that's a good motivator, too. Yeah. I mean, you no- don't want to be putting out, you know, subpar kind of weaving. You want to be putting out your top stuff every single time. You want to get faster at it. And you just want to keep topping yourself and... and- and challenging other weavers too, I think. Yeah, that's what I think that that's what I think his the weaver's argument was is like I don't I don't like I don't care if if it looks the same as something else. I I care that a weaver walks up to it and says that's mine. That's that's who did that. Who could identify who did that? Right. Yeah. And so. the worst thing too is being able to spot the mistake. That one mistake that some weaver's going to come by and check right? it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I can imagine. Yeah. People I, spot my mistakes all the time. But. Are you a weaver? No, I don't weave at all in in everyday life. No. And, you know, I'm not butthurt about it. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> <laughs> You're okay with yourself. I'm okay with my mistakes. Well, uh, should we go into our first song? Do you want to play a first song? I'm really excited about this artist. What's the artist? Okay, so this is this artist is an artist that I've been slightly obsessed with. That's probably an understatement. I'm, I'm so obsessed with this artist. This is Wolf Saga, who's an Anishinaabe artist. Um, I found Wolf Saga 
doing research for a radio program that I've been producing for the past year, um, Unseated Airwaves, which is based out of CITR in Vancouver. Uh, we play all Indigenous music, and Wolf Saga is somebody that we found for the radio show. And yeah, Wolf Saga is like my jam. It's my summer jam right now, and probably going to be playing it all summer. And this song is the latest song that came out from Wolf Saga. It's called Keep Dancing, and I love it. This is like my pump-up jam. You're pre-planning your summer jam. Oh my gosh. My <laughs> summer jam playlist has already started, and this is like one of the only songs on it. This is one. All right, we'll and play. Yeah, the cool thing about this song, too, is that Wolf Saga... Um, Ha- like hasn't put out music recently like not too recently like maybe in the last two years maybe i don't know but uh, wolf saga released this song um keep dancing and challenged other djs to do a remix contest and part of the remix contest was like you know you get like 500 bucks you'd be on like uh like the cd release or the album release for the next album um and so when i was hustling away at the end of my term i was studying and writing all sorts of papers i just basically had this playlist on of all Wolf Saga remixes of Keep Dancing. And even though I listened to probably like 30 different remixes, I still like the original. So I'm going to play the original for you guys. All right, And it's like, just so that you guys know, it's like 80s synth pop awesomeness. Well, that's what, you know, I think 80s synth pop is like coming back hard right now. It is for me, for sure. It's already on my summer playlist. So obviously. All us old guys. Wanna hear the eighties again. Yeah, well this is your song. <laughs> I was I was born in the late eighties. I'm I'm There's an no 80s, way I have physical I'm an eighties baby too. Eighty nine. Eighty nine, there December you go. December nineteen eighty nine. I had like two weeks just, in there. Just barely. <laughs> I remember the eighties. Like All right, so this is uh Wolf Saga. Keep dancing. All right. Starts off with the wave coming through your stereo. Your body feels the groove and your feet move across the floor Some days they will be tough and they just won't understand But you have it in yourself to see the ways in which they can't Swaying side to side, moving left to right Up and down, you are spectacular Life has its dips and dives We're lost in the cries In the sounds, let us remember
that lisa chauncey tales oh my god my other favorite summer jams i'm just gonna say this whole playlist is my favorite it seems <laughs> I'm like it's gonna be fangirling out over here the entire episode thus far it seems like it's the summer jams century. it's a summer jams playlist so you can you can play this any did you time until september 30th did you finish school this year did i finish school no i still have another year but i did finish the semester so that's, that's good that's pretty handy don't uh i don't i don't even want to talk about school school's like no, very it's done. stressful it's done for, for you right yeah what are you gonna do in the summer um in the summer i'm hoping to move back north like basically i i live i grew up in prince rupert i lived in terrace for a bit while i was um, working in radio and then i decided like i i felt like i was working in radio but i didn't feel very well equipped to be critically engaging with a lot of the the um, social issues that were going on I just didn't really have like a baseline of understanding about a lot of things and so I was like there's something missing here I need to get a post-secondary education so um, I forced myself to like leave my community go down south to go to school and basically have been homesick ever since I left and so this summer <laughs> I just want to go back home well, in this in our radio society shed you get to look out of the window and there is a there is a like I can a see Prince Rupert from here there's probably like a would you say like probably a 40 year old cedar out front of it but 
You can't see Bruce Rupert from here. It's I can see it. Bay. I have way better eyes than you. <laughs> well, way yeah. better eyesight. Yeah, but I can see the highway and an ocean and Moresby Island, which is still nice, but you can't do things like this right here in the city. No, it's so true. Like, uh, in, I, like the city, I have such a love-hate relationship with the city, mostly hate relationship. But, like, the thing I love about being up north is, like, you have access to your land, you have access to your culture, your family, your support networks. Um, You know, everyone that you need to talk to is, like, right there, or at least, like, a phone call away. And, like, just, I feel like the living up north is, like, where it's at. The city's not my fave. It's it's the truth. Yeah. No, it is. So much more opportunity Jason Camp and the Posers wrote a song about this, kind of. Really? Yeah. But it hasn't been released yet, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's one of the ones coming. What's up. the release date? Oh, who knows? But yeah, no. One of the lines in it is "the city's dead and all the kids have fled" because I think that all the people of our like of our generation are kind of realizing that there's no soul. There's no soul in the city. It's really hard to find a community there. Yeah, and I find that people like, are so people are so closed off about newcomers, right? Like for myself, like I'm very lucky that I found an indigenous community on campus at UBC. Um, and I also have my two older brothers there. I'm a part of a Simshan dance group there. But without those support networks, like I wouldn't no, last. I would not there. last. Like I'm barely even surviving down there right now without like, you know, getting homesick and coming home, living well, with my mom. One thing I did one thing I did love about living in Vancouver was when summertime starts to come and you get on your bike and just start riding around. And like the beach the beaches uh like just riding around the beaches just putting your jams in your ears you, you do come up with a summer playlist mm-hmm. and just jam away on your bike by yourself just cruising around it's some of the best stuff that has been my life for the past year until last august i think it was when i was playing frisbee on the beach and i tore my mcl mm. and i went from biking like eight days a week to zero days a week that's bogus it's so bad that's probably why i'm not lasting in vancouver very well like yeah. i'm not good in the city no unless i have my bike then i'm just like it's gotta, cruising around and i think that's fun. A, it's got to be a thing the bike is yeah you can go have a beer here a beer there cruise around to different places mm-hmm. on the seawall or uh, go to music festivals like the yeah. vancouver folk festival yes, down yes. on jericho beach so yeah. that's pretty sweet. You gave me some good summer feels about that. Maybe I'll visit Vancouver a little bit. This and summer. speaking of the Vancouver Folk Festival, can I play a song that I heard from the Vancouver Folk Festival? You can play whatever you want. So the Vancouver Folk Festival is like the only music festival that happens on Jericho Beach every year, which is like kind of between like Burrard Street and UBC, like right in the middle. And it's great because they have like this big park and they set up multiple stages. And so you're watching like the stage but then there's like the ocean in the background and people are just like yeah, yeah. going between stages like a music festival like I, how you would in I the north here with, my mom was a folkie in vancouver and every year it was from like the far back as i can remember you went to the folk fest it was so we last... spent the weekend at the folk fest they'd set up blankets at the main stage i'd be sitting with all the hippie armpit ladies <laughs> Stank it away. That's <laughs> what you did at the folk fest. Yeah, yeah. Last year, last year there was um, Lord Huron was like one of the headliners. I was really happy about that. Yeah, yeah. I've I, seen Lord Huron before, but this was like better to see in Vancouver. Yeah, I think. I think when I saw Lord Huron, it was at Bonnaroo Music Festival in the states, and it was just like that's not the same. Kind of big and 
yeah. don't really know a lot of people. The, the folk fest has a more intimate feel, and then totally. the workshopping and stuff like that that happens. Yeah, it's not like a, a stage to stage to stage to stage thing. It's you like you see this person on the main stage, and you're like, oh, at two o'clock you can see them do a workshop on songwriting. Yeah, over here, yeah, it's kind of yeah. Edge of the world does kind of the same thing where. It, where we do uh, workshops also but or even if you don't get to do a workshop with your favorite artist you can just dance next to them in the next <laughs> yeah <laughs> in the next set. that's true yeah the, they're just, just out there appreciating out. the other bands for yeah. sure all right so who, what are we gonna play next then so the next song that i have i'm kind of messing up my playlist that i had so accurately lined out uh but the next song i wanted to play was the harpoonist and the axe murderer and this song Actually, I first heard about this artist at the Folk Fest. And really? So, they played yeah, the Folk Fest? They played the Folk Fest last year, and it was awesome. It wasn't at the main stage. It was at one of the smaller stages. Um, but yeah, this song is Don't Make Them Like They Used To, and it's probably one of their most popular songs. I like I like this band. It's pretty I've classic. A few times I've been yeah, no, they're great. So let's play them and come back and chat a little bit more.
And who was the the last one we played there, Lisa? That was the Red and Blues with a song called Coyote Blues. And that band is an all-native band. They're Pawnee, Sioux, and Creek First Nations. And uh, do you know Jim Pepper? No. He's Creek as well. There's a Jim Pepper music festival uh, (laughs) down in Seattle that just started. I think it's like in its third or fourth year. And it's great because Jim Pepper was a First Nations artist. Um, He was pretty well known for... Um, doing kind of like a a new kind of like a new genre that combined rock and like jazz music and mm. so he was like really influential in that scene and now he has a music festival named after him and I haven't been there yet but that's like on my wish list that's some road trip stuff isn't that's it? like okay this whole playlist is like my summer goals playlist <laughs> or my summer playlist and so it kind of like pairs up with my summer goals one of them was to make it over to Haida Gwaii check Got that no, one done. I mean, it's only spring. You're going to have to do it again. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm going to come back. But still, made it to Haida Gwaii, visited some friends. Now I'm going down to Seattle. I've, I haven't spent a lot of time in Seattle, but I'm going down there for a pole raising in May, May 6th. Um, Cindy James uh, Memorial Pole is going up in Seattle. And the Git Hon Dance Group, which is a Simshan, ba- uh, Simshan dance group uh, based out of... Um, I think they have ties to Metlakatla, Alaska. Uh, the Boxleys uh, invited us to this one. So um, my dance yeah. group is going down um, to Seattle next month, which is pretty exciting. And so that's another thing on my summer goals play. That's my summer fun. goals list. You should tell them you saw an amazing dance group up here that would uh, <laughs> probably fit in down there. Which one? The Gitmak Makai Nishka dancers? Like, uh, uh, there's lots of them. What about... Friends Rain- together. Rainbow. Uh, what's that one from Massa called? Rainbow. Rainbow Creek. They're Rainbow not Creek. actually from. Well, they're all from Massa, but they practice in Vancouver. Oh, really? Yeah. Robert lives in Vancouver. Terry Lynn lives in Vancouver. Uh, yeah. The crew. That's where they. That's where they do most of their performing. And then yeah. up here too, I guess. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Place. I feel like every dance group has their own little niche that they're fulfilling. Like your dance group does a lot of storytelling, which is really great. And I, I also liked. Um, at the potlatch, how like it's it's just very different from Simshan dancing, um, the styles and and the age groups, and it's just like very unique from what I'm used to seeing, and so I appreciated that for sure. Yeah, I do. I I, I love the storytelling aspect of, of our dance group, but I, I I really appreciate watching other dance groups a lot, mm-hmm. and just the different styles. Yeah, Robert's dance group is yeah they they do tell their stories, but they tell them with mass beautifully carved mass i kind of appreciate what we get to do which is like take you know <laughs> some something that's like completely like weird and I, I don't know like we just get the goats the mountain goat skin and jump it around and jump around climb things and you know it's it's a little it's a little bit different yeah everybody's got their own styles yeah. and that's why that's why you have more than one dance group at a potlatch yeah so, for sure so all all tastes can be uh represented i thought this was a phenomenal potlatch to go to this past weekend yeah but if i could make one recommendation well i think I there know. should be another day for dancing oh yeah i love dancing i, I love dance groups. i want to go to a potlatch once where there is only yeah exactly just a full day ah, that's of what dancing I mean. and singing and there's no be a potlatch it could just be like hey let's just that doesn't even need to be. It doesn't even need to be any business or anything no. that takes place. We maybe take you know the business on a whole other day, but 
Although when you are doing dancing, that is kind of business too, because you're asserting your stories. um, You're asserting um, who wrote the stories and where the stories came from. So you're legitimizing that through a public forum. Yeah. Through performance. That's true. So, I mean, even though it's not like maybe overtly political, you're still practicing your culture and you're still um, asserting those stories. And each mask that gets danced and stuff like that. Yeah, those masks get lonely in there by themselves. Yeah, they're absorbing the history of what you're doing. So I guess it is part of doing business. Right? I just think there should be more days for it. I I don't know. I'm just, I love dancing and performing. (laughs) (laughs) I just think there should be more time for dancing and performing. Maybe there should just be like a Sunday afternoon, you know, Dance I've been off. I've been kind of proposing to my dance group that we do a a weekly or not weekly because that would be way too difficult to organize but um a monthly like maybe like the last Wednesday every month that we just live stream a um a, a song trade where we're standing around just singing mm-hmm. or jamming out on the radio that'd be fun that would be sweet yeah you could tune in the last certain day of every month and just listen to an hour of song trading from Haida Singers. Yeah. That'd be fun. I think that'd be awesome. What do you think you want to play next for your summer jam? The 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 build up to summer jam in the springtime in Haida This Gwai. is already my summer jam. I'm already, I finished my term. I'm You're already in, in summer. Yeah. Summer mode. Nice. Pretty much like from May to August. That's my summer months. And then <sighs> September hits and I'm back to work. You should stay in school forever. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even know. If, I don't even want to talk about school. But I'm really happy to be back north. And so I'm starting my celebratory time off with uh, some tunes. And I think uh, you enjoy Feist a little bit, don't you? I do enjoy Feist. I've actually had kind of a crush on Feist for a long time now. I think everyone has a crush on Feist. No, but I'm the biggest crush. <laughs> 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 no, but let's just be clear about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, she, she, but seriously, she will, though. She will, she will be mine one day. Well, I mean, this we is, will be together. This is a Feist song. This is actually a remix by Beck. This song is How Come We Never Go There, and this has been on repeat. Um, Beck remixed this version? Beck did the remix of a Feist song. Oh, so that's what we're going to listen to. We're going to listen to a remix. Does Feist sing in it? Yes. Okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> You're listening to DUI on the Guam Radio Society.
Did I wait too long? Did I hurt your pride? Was my heart too strong? Did I lean on you too much? Was it too much to bear? Did I breathe too heavy? That I didn't give you air? She owns the eyes as she flies hey, right through the sound, moving her body all around town. Hey, mommy, hey, hey, mommy, hey, hey, mommy, I know what you want, I know what you want, I know what you want. Sooner or later, the dudes at bodegas will hold their lips and own this shit. Coming to terms on a shivery tip, but I'm here, she don't know the gravity she holds as she pulls on the eyeballs of all the kids standing tall. She walks too fast. She walks too fast. She walks too fast. Oh, lady, she don't know how she goes. She walks too fast. She walks too fast. She walks like a baby. Look at that ass, and I know she floats along. She goes. She owns her eyes as she flies.
want to leave that whole last ocean bit. In, I, think. <laughs> I don't know if it was ocean or if it was like car city background noise. Isn't that kind of funny? Uh, I don't know if that's funny. Uh, that was Sylvan Esso with Hey Mommy. Before that, you... If you spend enough time in the city, you mistake the car noise for the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. It's like this background hum that's always there and never really goes away. Um, but yeah, I like that song. Yeah, it's a good song. That was sure. Sylvanesso, which is one of my faves. This is all summer music. Guys. This is all my favorite songs. Before that was Tommy with Firefight. And that song I just found off of um, Spotify. So I just really like that song. And then before that was your fave, Feist. My girl. <laughs> your girl. <laughs> she doesn't know it yet, but we're she together. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know it yet. My girlfriend's probably going to be mad about that. But. Oh. Whatever, Feist is better. What? Okay, you can't say that. You can't say that. At singing. Camila's <laughs> not very good at singing. <laughs> I can say whatever I want. She doesn't listen to my radio show. Aww. My mom listens to my radio show. My mom does too, but she, I think that, she, I don't think she listens very much. Oh. I bet you she won't even hear this part. She's probably like calling you right now. <laughs> <laughs> she did call me today. Did she? Yeah, when my mom's in Haida Gwaii, I have to do things for her all the time. But oh. she does so much for me all the time. What has she got you doing? Actually, nothing right now. <laughs> she just keeps me informed. Like, in, in the in the potlatch planning, I was doing so many of, like, the grunt work stuff that, like, she was just, like, organizing the kitchen and getting all things ready and telling me what needs to be where and when. Yeah, she's, she's a great organizer. Nice. My mom's a rock. Good to have moms around. It is. I'm excited to visit my mom uh, this week in Prince Rupert. Do you get to spend some time with her? I'm really excited, yes. <laughs> I flew into Rupert on Wednesday night um, on the evening flight. And as soon as I got in the door to see my mom, she had a plate of herring eggs like laid out <laughs> for me. And I just like got home. I was like, Mom, this is the best. So first meal in Rupert was herring eggs and fried seaweed, which was amazing. You met my mom um, after... Uh, the first night of uh, Potlatch Day One, for, yeah, of the Gdansk the Memorial for old the old Gdansk of Percy um, Williams, Williams, and and then we went to my mom's where my mom was staying after, and she cooked us gao herring eggs on on kelp and fish dip and. Gave us some beers. Moms are the best. They're the best. Moms are the best. Mom, I need some more. Shoutouts to the women in our lives. <laughs> yes, all of them. Yeah, all the aunties. Who are you aunties? Who are you aunties? Got tons. Got tons. <laughs> uh, I think one of my favorite quotes from the from the that day, the first day of the feast, um, was I literally heard one of the speakers say, "Aunties." Or having aunties is the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, that is that is a true fact. I love having aunties. Aunties are awesome. So, shout outs to aunties, too. Shout outs to aunties doing auntie things. Yep. Upping the auntie. Upping the auntie. <laughs> and today, today's like an Easter special, hey? I guess so. As, I guess so. Well, I Do mean, the, we haven't really touched on much easter stuff yet. well uh, since we're talking about the potlatch and the feast and everything uh i just wanted to give a shout out to your dance group yeah yeah that was awesome okay so we actually didn't even tell the kids in the you in, didn't tell me i wasn't expecting we didn't tell anybody. Easter, but okay so what happened was uh during the potlatch uh james's group came out with a fun song it was for the kids 
And that's all that they said. And then, boom, out of nowhere, Easter Bunny shows up giving out chocolate. Rolling like, out them what? chocolates. Easter Bunny's feasting? Yeah, what? Easter Bunny's got a feast too, man. Totally. The, that was like my Easter highlight. The Easter Bunny was just a bunny, you know, and we all have bunnies around. I liked the, the Easter Bunny that was like the dark Easter Bunny because it looked kind of scary. Like, it looked yeah. like it looked like a half bunny, half wolf. <laughs> like, that is that was more, more accurate. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Auntie Sue would love that too. She's like, I'm a fierce Easter Bunny. She would say that. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, that was awesome having the Easter Bunny show up to the feast. We didn't tell the kids in our the reason that we did like a kids fun little dance was so that the kids could be dancing around, and we didn't tell them that the Easter Bunny was coming. So it was a complete surprise to the kids in our group. Also, um, that was a surprise for everyone. Yes, I'm sure it was a surprise for everybody. But <laughs> we had been keeping it from the kids in the group for longer than anybody else. Are you having there. Easter dinner tonight? I'm going to have an uh, Easter dinner religious free. We're not going to have any religious people in our Easter dinner. We're just going to eat a turkey on nice. on a weekend. And uh, <laughs> Nothing to do with Easter, but we're eating a turkey. Well, you know what? Your family's but, all in town, so yeah, but, as well. But I'm not even having it with them. We're going to have dinner. I'm going to have dinner with my family tomorrow. This is some Heide Gly family. This is from some people from around here that we have become very close friends and uh, like my friend mark he is somewhat of a premier uh turkey cooker and, and i've he had used s- to show up and have i've had at some his place. of the best turkeys of my life actually he texted me this morning he's like turkey's in the oven hockey starts and i just that sounds I, like easter with my brother and i had been he's like hockey starts now and he's got kind of a man cave in his basement and, he, and he's like I was like, oh, I gotta go do radio, and he's like, he's like, oh, but you know, come on. <laughs> Wait, who's I, playing? I don't even know. Like, uh, I think the Habs are on now, and then there's oil tonight. Well, I guess we're doing a pre-record, so. Yeah. No. Don't don't let the secrets out. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> well, by the time this airs, the, the game listen. Will be I don't want to do live from the turkey table. That that would be kind of fun. Maybe I'll do that for Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay, maybe we can edit this part out. But no, no, no. Okay, this stays. This stays. Okay. Lisa's trying to get me to edit stuff out all day. <laughs> I don't edit. Okay, so hockey's on today. Uh, there's also turkey happening. Easter Bunny showed up yesterday. I feel like Easter is pretty much complete. All the components are there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's happening. Oh, and then there's that religion thing but oh i don't know about that but there's sunshine <laughs> outside this window yeah i'm not so happy look at that there's oh. whales swinging around swimming around the inlet swinging probably do <laughs> eating and swinging the That's only what... thing that i'm hoping for for easter is some good seafood and i feel like today Ooh. i've already eaten some oolikins. i've yeah i'm bringing i've this i've been texting while we do this because i'm bringing some food and we're prepping some halibut and some gal which is uh Herring eggs on kelp for your non hydas Oh, nice. What do you call gal? Uh, my smaliak is needing some practice you, with some elders, but we call it Xwanix. Wow. X-S-W-A-A-N-X, I think is how it's spelled. That's not Swanix. how they spelled it because they just drew the picture, I'm sure. <laughs> or you just knew what it was. Or you just ate it and you're like, that's Swanix. Yeah. So uh, that's what that's what we have. Do you have some some some? Sp- I'm gonna call this a springtime jam, right? Because springtime is all about gearing up for summer, 
and and harvesting and the rest of the food you but you start to listen to your summertime jams in spring well isn't that like how it works with marketing like you have like your 2017s coming out in 2016 you're always a season ahead you have your fall styles coming out in the summer and your spring styles coming out in the (coughs) winter that kind of thing so this is like the preliminary summer jam playlist prelim us some more with your next track okay so this next one is another one of my favorites this is shaky graves and do you know this artist you must I don't know Shaky Graves. What? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm isolated. I live in this you. tiny little I'm community done. in the You're middle of the Pacific this radio Ocean. Show and you've never heard of Shaky Graves. Listen. Oh my God. You, you know what the internet's like here now. It's tough. Shaky Graves, you're going to be in for a treat because Shaky Graves is a phenomenal artist down from like Tennessee, I think. And um, yeah, the song is called Roll the Bones. I chose one of the live versions because the pre produced stuff that he does is all right, but his real strong suit is doing live music and if you watch him on youtube i've seen him perform uh, in vancouver at the commodore ballroom as well every time he performs lives live it just like it invokes so much more feeling to it that you can't get in a pre-recorded edited song that's been produced and remastered like ten thousand times so his live stuff is phenomenal this one is roll the bones and it's one of my favorites roll the bones by shaky graves Oh, and all the boys. 
Society. The Lisa Gerboff show. <laughs> the Lisa Gerboff show. <laughs> no, no, this is your show. I'm just helping. I don't care. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so, okay, I chose that song. I think part of why I want to have guests in the studio so they do all the work for me. Because <laughs> they're just really enthusiastic about music and artists and hanging out in the radio booth. I am. I do like music and artists, but periodically I don't. You know what I love about David Morin? What? This is a Métis artist who's based out of Vancouver, and he recently won an award last year for, I think it was like Urban Artist of the Year for the one of like the Canadian Music Awards. It's like Canada West or something like that. Anyway, really important award show. <laughs> David Morin won an award at... And uh, that song uh, we usually play on Unseated Airwaves is one of our show intros. And it's cool because he's he's Métis, but he also is based out of Vancouver. So, you know, on Friday, Saturday nights, you can see him out busking on Granville Street. And you can just, you know, catch him doing some live improv stuff like right on the street. When I was in Vancouver last, I was walking down Granville and I thought, I could just busk for a little bit of bucks, eh? You could. We need more buskers. Like when I went down to Nashville for that music festival for Bonnaroo, you would walk like, I don't know, one block and there'd be three different buskers and then you'd have music from clubs pouring out onto the street. So you'd walk a block and you'd hear six different. That's kind of nice. Yeah. You'd hear six different types of music happening. When, before I left Vancouver. It's a hard to, hustle though. To move up here. Um, 
they had the they had just started the busker festival and that was pretty cool it was like you walk down gravel and there'd be a, like a drum group and then a chalk painter <laughs> and then it's it's kind of fun and i hopefully i don't know what it's like there to me it seems like vancouver is basically cultureless right now <laughs> well they also have like the mural festival which has gotten that really was cool popular. that was really cool oh wow the like driving up main street and seeing all the murals Wow, that was happy. Uh, that made me happy. Granville sure. Street's got quite a few. South Granville. Um, Commercial Drive has always had um, murals, but they've had quite a few like unveiled in like the past year or two. So cool. Like East Vancouver, like um, around like um, Hastings, past Main Street, like more towards like Nanaimo area. There's quite a few murals popping up there too. So it's kind of nice. Well, way to go, Vancouver. Way to go. Just making that culture happen for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> lots, lots happening. Before, but before David Morin, in case you're interested, you heard Woods with Sun City Creeps, another one of my Spotify songs that I found <laughs> randomly. Don't know much about the artist. Do you get in Spotify holes? I've heard of these. Not. Mm. Where like it, it plays to something that was kind of like the Similar? last thing that you. Well, what Spotify does is it has um, a Discover Weekly playlist or like your daily mix. And so it has like either daily playlists or like weekly playlists based on what you already listen to. And so it is informed by what you already listen to and what you like. And yeah. so that's pretty helpful in finding stuff. This one was one of those random one offs. Okay. I'm one of those people who's more interested in singles than albums. Like, I don't want to sit there and listen to a whole One album. Of those people. Unless it's a phenomenal album, but that's really hard to come by. And so yeah. It really got to impress me, and so often I just find singles. Yeah, no. I I really love a good album, though. Like, me too. Who doesn't love a good album? It's just they're hard to, to come back, by. Like, one of those things that you're like, I, I can't listen to this unless I listen to the entire album. Or like a 10-minute song. Like, as soon as I start, I know I'm going to listen to the end. If, if the song is really good. If the song's good. <laughs> But sometimes it's like you get a minute in and you're like, there's no way this is good for 10 minutes. <laughs> you just skip it. I'm not saying every 10 minutes song is good, but those gems that are, you got to listen to the whole thing. You know? I always wondered what a Jason Cameron the Poser's 10-minute song would sound like. I don't know. You know you know, Mob Bounce, right? Yeah, of course. Based out of... Um, well, they're not really based out of anywhere. I don't know. I mean, they're kind of... Craig lives in... Uh, was it Saskatchewan right now? Or? Yeah, he's gets on, but he lives in Saskatchewan. And then, and then Tra- Travis, Travis is based is out of Morristown. S- yeah, but he's like Cree, I think. Cree Métis. Yeah, yeah. he's he. Yeah. He they kind of swap territories. Kind of like a, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're totally like just discovering each other's roots. Hopefully, that leads to better, like, well, not better music. They make really great music, but like different be kind of. Informed by yeah, each other's cultures. Infor- <laughs> like, no, I see where you're coming from, brother. So basically, my point was before mob bounce um travis had a group called dubtronic and dubtronic was phenomenal because at kispiox uh music festival they would always um perform as they'd perform uh in one of the barn kind of venues and instead of playing like multiple songs that they practice and scripted they would just play an entire set where it was just one song led into the next song and it was all improv like an entire it was like one song took an hour (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it was so good like you would like get up there you dance for like 15 minutes and you'd be like man i'm exhausted and then you have to sit down go outside get some fresh air and then you go back and you keep dancing for another 20 minutes i like that though 
I, as a player, I really do like when you find those grooves and just keep flowing with them. It's really it's some of the funnest stuff. I've been to some cool jams where it just kept going and going and going. Yeah, and then it always like kind of changes. And then it evolves. And, and yeah. sometimes the, the players like just switch instruments or something like that. And Yeah, that's yeah. what Dubtronic was like. They yeah. would just keep going. It was just like Like the drummer gets up and session. grabs a guitar while the bass player still holds down the beat or something like that. Yeah, it's, that's Dubtronic, fun. look them up. I don't know Dub- if you can even find them on the internet. Well, look it up and see if you can. Yeah. There's no way we can figure or it out right now because we're definitely live. <laughs> <laughs> or just go to the Kispiox Valley Music Festival and uh, see if they showed up there and are I, doing some songs. Maybe maybe uh, this year. Who knows? Send Travis a Facebook message. Yo. So we got about 10 minutes, well, nine minutes left before we hit an hour and a half. This oh goodness! I don't the, know. Should we the just longest keep episode for another nine minutes, or should we try and play a song? I'm, I'm up for it, but this will be the longest episode of DUI ever. Even ever. Graham didn't make it this far. Wow! Did they beat Graham at something? <laughs> yeah. Not space facts, that's Not, for sure. Although I because do have I, a space fact, I would like I would like to bring up. So. Throw down. We have a space update from Lisa Kirbov. She is challenging Graham Richards in his space knowledge. So we had you guys on our Unseated Airwaves radio show. This is kind of like a little cross promotion that's happening here. You came on to our show. You're having me on your show. We had you guys on a few weeks ago just before the reconciliation poll went up in on the UBC campus. It was carved by Jim Hart. And uh, I mentioned to Graham that I really love the fact that he just throws down space facts at Edge of the World Music Festival every year, which is like one of the highlights for me. I love that. And you just crack up laughing and learn so much. He's the best MC of that whole festival. I'm sorry, Kiefer. I know you think you. I know you think you got all it takes to be the best fucking MC at that festival, but Graham has got it. Space facts. Because people are just. That's what I go there for. Yeah. That's what you see. People people travel to see Graham's space facts. Space facts. <laughs> well, at least that's what I hang around during the daytime for, because he's always just like lightening up the the stage with that. Anywho, so we mentioned that. Well, I mentioned that I love hearing space facts at Edge of the World Music Fest, and he threw down some space facts. But because we were restricted to you know so much time on the show, I couldn't throw down my own space facts. So I've been yeah. thinking about this. I was actually just like, when he started saying that, I was like, oh, I want to talk about these Me few too. things in that. And I was, and then he started moving on the conversation. I was like, oh, but there's so much we can talk about I in space know. because it's endless. It's endless. It's endless. I know. Okay, so what happened at that exact point? I was like, we can either keep going down the space rabbit hole or we could keep going with the show because we <laughs> wanted to talk about the radio show we want to talk about the music yeah, that you guys are having at citr you don't have the option to just push this because it's not radio occasionally it's radio on time all the time <laughs> we only have an hour and <laughs> yeah. if we had two hours we would definitely explore more topics but we only had an hour at the time um anyway the space fact that i wanted to bring up on that show but i couldn't um was i started like looking into um, like cosmology for the Simshan specifically. And um, I found some information on kind of like what we would call different star constellations. And so um, like back in the day, we had this word, which was yeshte, which was the word for the brightest star, mm. which was described as most likely Jupiter. So that was kind of like our really? word for Jupiter. Oh. Yeshte. 
which that's is pretty awesome. cool. That's a Somali word for, for yeah, I, something that you see in the it, sky, like it, almost in every that other night. in that conversation that we had. Graham kind of touched on that that the the kind of cause, you know, it, it it's kind of been lost in time because it was only like a shamanistic kind of uh, passing on. And it was like I was going to mention, like it was probably very well protected because if you think about it, the Haida probably used the stars. Well, they most like. 99.99% sure they use the stars for navigation at seas right and so if you're a Haida person and you have that knowledge of star systems and you know your place in the ocean you don't want to give that knowledge up because that gives you the upper hand if you're going to go across the Hecate Strait and go raid somebody you know if you totally, start passing totally. out that information yeah, then yeah. other nations can come over and easily just like the just like the Vikings having having the, just like the, the Simshan well. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want to give that proprietary information up because otherwise, you know, that's Just that's like your cutting edge. <laughs> but, but that gives you the upper hand, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. Did the Simshian have the upper hand? Short answer, yes. All right. Well, you still have a language, <laughs> I guess. So. A little bit. Like, we don't have everything. And, and it's, it's, it's something that was my understanding was similar to like the Haida how only certain people had that knowledge and so you know I'm only discovering like a tiny little bit of it like what I can find in literature and what I can find in conversation with people um but was you know it? that little like glimpse is yeah. just like a we little just, bit that I know about our school our school district just won kind of a battle that made um well kind of a battle I guess that made the Haida curriculum in the schools uh accredited program right like you can yeah no it, it it definitely just happened are you talking are you asking me oh well i'm just looking for i i looked at my producer linnea for one of these she goes I do know. she gives kind of a confident nod but a, a semi-confident nod and then a definite no but i'm pretty sure that that our like our the the Haida language curriculum became a, an accredited you know what in, what's in really cool district. in the um, we have the Somali, or sorry, the Simshan language authority out of Prince Rupert, and they're affiliated with the school district, school district number fifty-two. Yeah. And what they've just um, recently done in the last year and a half, I believe, is they've implemented Somali as a language requirement for every student from kindergarten to grade four, which is like regardless of Whoa. your indigeneity, you're all learning some Somali. Yeah, it's here too, right? Yeah, for Haida. Yeah, it's. Definitely, yeah. And then, but when I was in school, when I was in elementary school, I started learning Somali when I was in grade five. And the so worst part for me I got a, a late start. is going to going to school in in Vancouver, not having access to your language. Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel in Vancouver. You know, too. my mom did. My mom did a lot for me. Right, like she would sing me. She would learn and sing Haida lullabies to me, even though it wasn't her responsibility as as the you know the white side of me as a non-indigenous person well she's taking it upon herself yeah she took it upon and a lot of people see my mom she's like she thinks she's the hide of one or i mean she doesn't think she's they think she's the hide of one because she's taught me the most out of out of out of anybody about hide of culture that's a good mom yeah that's my that's my mama. Oh, <laughs> this co- this show could be called "My Mother Taught Me Things." <laughs> Can we re-air this show over Mother's Day? <laughs> Probably. Probably. Not even Shout just this episode. I think I talk on this one about my mom. Uh, I mean, on this uh, show show about my mom. 
way more than anybody every episode (laughs) dui was brought to you by james's mother well we're approaching the end of our show i think yes we are i think i'm gonna give you uh, you know you can play us out but i have for a few songs but i I have just one more song that i want to play one more song just one more song and this is another one from unseated airwaves that i found um doing research for our music programming um, this is Sila and Rise's debut album, and I love it because it's like a combination of like electronic and throat singing. These are Inuit artists who are kind of taking like Inuit throat singing and bringing it into more of like a contemporary space. Or like one of my favorite topics is like Indigenous futurism. So um, yeah, I just love this particular song. Every time I hear it, like on my on my playlist when I'm walking around like downtown Vancouver I just feel like so badass listen to the song and like when you listen to it like you'll you'll get what I mean like if you're listening to this in your headphones like it's just it's very powerful um having female artists who are just singing their indigenous style of of music uh, but making it accessible to more of a, a mass audience so this is uh Sila in Rise with uh their song um I, I don't even know how to pronounce it. I, I apologize for that. I think it's pronounced a tausic. A I would say a tausic. A tausic. I'm no doctor. I don't speak enough to it, so I'm not sure. If Tausik. if you're listening to this and you know how to properly pronounce the song, call us in the studio. Comment on Facebook, like, <laughs> share, and please tell us everything that you love. And then you can be next week's guest. Well, if you can get to Hattie <laughs> you can't get here. Okay, who is this? Uh, Sila and Rice. Sila and Rice. A Tausik. I'm going to say. A Tausik. One. All right, here we go. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 